0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the to... Oscar goes
1: to... Jet.
3: My only object in being here is to try and get at the
2: truth. Where shall I go? What
1: shall I do? He's looking at you,
3: kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I could have been a contender.
0: Fasten your... I could have been somebody.
1: They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me Mr. Tibbs. you am gonna make him an awful kid. All oh, real, love, love is... It is love. Too weak a word. For back. I you love with you. No, are you Why I love you. I love you I did as a Don't laugh!
0: If there's something wrong, it's wrong with the instructions. This ain't reality TV. Let's back it and validate it. Remember that you told me. It's time, Robbie. Welcome to the Next Best Picture Podcast. It's time. Hello, everyone. You are listening to episode 18 of the Next Best Picture Podcast. And I am your host, Matt Neglia. And today I have with me Will. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Kristen.
3: Hello, everybody.
0: And Michael. Happy New Year. This is a very fun podcast, as you can pretty much tell already. It is the new year, uh, and we are ringing it in with uh, some Oscar news, some film news, and also our first week of the NBP Awards, uh, which... You know, stands for next best picture. And so we're going to be giving out uh, quite a different uh, couple of categories here. We'll be unspooling a couple week by week on our lead up to the big night itself, the Oscars. So strap right on in and buckle up. It is going to be a bumpy, bumpy podcast filled with lots and lots of fun. Let's start off, first of all, with this. We are heading into the guilds now, people. It is guild season. And this is where the industry awards really, really start to matter. We've pretty much heard at this point from the critics. We know what the critics think for the most part. They're split between Moonlight and La La Land for picture and director. Casey Affleck is running the gauntlet and best actor. Mahershala Ali, same thing with best supporting actor. But now we hear in regards uh, to the industry, their thoughts, not just on acting and writing, directing, but also the tech categories as well. So, Will, Uh, Why don't you tell everybody right now what we have up on the docket for this week?
2: All right. Coming up, aside from a few more critics groups like Central Ohio and the winners for North Carolina Critics, we have some of my favorite announcements of the year, which are the Art Directors Guild, the Writers Guild of America, and the American Cinema Editors Awards. This is where you start seeing, I know, last year, Bridge of Spies had underperformed with critics groups, but then came back swinging in every one of these guilds and, of course, went on to a Best Picture nomination. So, the ACEs are particular one to keep an eye on, because until Spotlight last year, I don't think we had ever had a film miss out on the ACE nomination because they have the potential for 10 nominees And still win Best Picture. Obviously, that's a trend that's been broken, but it's particularly one to keep an eye on.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what do you think is the film right now that has not had a major showing with critics that you think could make a big showing with the guilds here? Definitely a late breaking film, I'm sure. But what do you guys all think?
2: I think Silence will do better, at least, with the guilds than it has with critics. I think it'll definitely show up at the Art Directors Guild this week.
0: Yeah, I second
2: that. Maybe at the ACA.
0: Uh, I mean, I've seen the film and I see how it's edited. Uh, it's not really showy work uh, that we are accustomed to from Filmer uh, Schumacher in terms of uh, Wolf of Wall Street or even something like Shutter Island. This is definitely not flashy editing and even the moments when it is trying to do something different, like uh, there's some crossfades to show passage of time at some points, that they, they actually feel kind of odd and out of place compared to the rest of what's going on in the movie. So I wouldn't hold my breath so much on that one, although she is really well-respected within the industry. So it's entirely possible.
1: Yeah, I think she could show up at the guilds, but not necessarily the Oscars, because if we look at 2013... She was snubbed for Wolf of Wall Street, even though that got Best Picture and a lot of other above-the-line nominations.
0: Which was also considered a shocker, too, because um, people were commenting on how many hours of footage improvisational and also scripted they had she had to go through to get that film even down to its three-hour running time. So there was definitely a lot of surprise there. Um, and that film also had such an energy to it that it made those three hours just whisk right on by. So it, it definitely was surprising that year for
1: sure. Yeah. But I think she'll show up at the guild. Mm.
2: One thing I want to point out about the art director's guild. So the ACE, the costume designers guild, the art director's guild tend to split things up into categories. The art director's guild, you can often predict based on what gave presentations to the guilds um, films that did not give presentations to the guild are Michael's Rules Don't Apply, Birth of a Nation, Miles <laughs> Ahead, and Cafe Society in, in the, uh, the period film category. And it looks from at least their website like The Handmaiden was not submitted here. So what? if it does not get a nomination from the adg don't count it out necessarily for an oscar nomination that category just because foreign films sometimes aren't even submitted here and then still manage to get in um as far as category placements the witch will be going period not fantasy uh pete's dragon is going contemporary instead of fantasy uh let's see if there's anything else That makes
1: sense for pete's dragon
2: uh, animated films like Zootopia and Moana are eligible this year in fantasy film
0: which by the way I want to just give a shout out that we do need to start recognizing I think animated films more for their art direction uh, You know, there if is... Avatar could win then yes yes thank you <laughs> I was about to say that as the example 100% correct on that
1: well in that case I think Zootopia would be a deserving pick I think it will get nominated creates. I'm predicting it are you really
2: for the Guild, not the Oscar. I'd give the not edge the Oscar to Moana. The
3: I think Moana has better animation. Probably true.
2: I haven't seen Moana yet, but does it have, like, the same kind of digital sets that Zootopia has? I
3: think it has more of a, a lusher palette. It's very, um, almost like a watercolor painting, I thought, in many scenes. Kind of harkening back to the old 2D type of style. There's a lot of, um... Bright colors, but then there's some great stuff with interiors that has, like, this kind of honeyed warmth to it that I think is really creative and unlike stuff we've seen. So I think it's more dynamic. Hmm.
2: Well, I could see either of them get... Like I like I said, I'm predicting Zootopia for the Art Directors Guild fantasy nomination, certainly not for the Oscar, but I could see either it or Moana get in, and that sounds like an inspired choice.
0: I'd like to throw my... Um you know, my prediction out there that I think A Monster Calls will show up in Contemporary. Um, I don't think it'll necessarily... You know what? That could go fantasy now that I'm thinking about it. I can
2: tell you where it's going. It is... uh, A Monster Calls is going... A Monster Calls is going fantasy. Oh.
0: mm, Then it's going to have a much tougher time there, I suppose. But the art direction in that is... uh, took Took me by surprise how well done it was and how intricate it was actually um i don't know if a lot of other people will you know pick up on that and notice it but i definitely
1: did you know what else i think could get in here and i guess it would be under period is
2: hail caesar yeah i am pr- predicting it to get in there
0: and it should too it's a great homage to uh, classic golden age of hollywood
1: yeah the technical aspects of that film are just astonishing especially since it was done on a 20 million dollar budget Mm-hmm. that's just insane to me that they were able to get it to look that good for that little money.
2: Well, they also got Roger Deacon shooting it. Yeah, of course. I mean, Deakins can make anything look good, but I still think there is a world where Hale Caesar gets nominated for the production design Oscar.
3: My fingers, my fingers are crossed for that one. I'm not counting it out.
0: I think there's a world where it gets in for costume design too. And makeup. Mm, I wouldn't say to makeup. I, I know it's on the short list, but I'm not going to
2: say to makeup though. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening. Now, what about for, uh, what about the ACE? You know, they have drama category, and then like the Golden Globes, they have a musical or comedy category. Well, La La Land's winning the comedy
0: musical category, that's for sure.
2: Absolutely. Although Deadpool's going to get another Guild nomination, and that's going to (laughs) drive Mike insane. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
1: Well, to make up for it, I think uh, Florence Foster Jenkins might have a shot there.
2: At winning? Or getting
1: nominated. No, 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 at a nomination.
2: Oh. I think you're right.
0: Well, I, I would predict, honestly, if, if we were doing comedy musical category, I would say La La Land. Um, you know, I'm really not thinking Deadpool, but I mean, it is possible. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of something like The Nice Guys.
2: Hunt for the Wilder People, maybe, too. That's ex- That and Swiss Army Man are both very well edited. Swiss Army Man, yep.
1: Uh, Rules don't apply. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
0: Hail Caesar, even. Yeah. Could happen. 20th Century Women probably too. Oh, I think 20th Century Women should be in the conversation for the actual Oscar personally. I love the way that film is edited. Um, but as far as uh, what will win in drama, yeah, because if La La going to win in comedy musical, what do we think is going to win drama then for editing?
1: I don't think it's going to be Manchester, which is the big competition for like picture at the Oscars. I I'd, I'd totally
0: disagree with you on that. I still think that's Moonlight, and I think Moonlight wins the ACE as well.
2: I agree. Uh, unless they really, really like something like Hacksaw Ridge or Hell or High Water, uh, I think Moonlight has this in the bag. At well, least the ACE. Well, you know the what I'm fairly
1: certain gets in at both Oscar and Ace? Is Sully.
0: You know, I was thinking about that. That is very, very possible. You have to look at it from a standpoint of Clint Eastwood does not make very brief films, and this has been his uh, lowest runtime in decades,
1: I think. Ever. It's 96 minutes.
0: Oh, geez, yeah. So, I mean, people were definitely highlighting that as a highlight, um, that the film had great pacing, and it does. I think it I think it moves very, very nicely.
1: I, yeah, I think it's incredibly well done, the way that it cuts back over time and repeats the same scene over and over again, but it never feels like you're watching the same scene over and over again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make it feel fresh each time. You know, two years ago, this was the ACE was the first place that American Sniper popped up, like from a major group. And from then, it just kept showing up at all the guilds. I've always thought
1: so Sully would hit the guilds in a big way after missing like the critics. Bridge of
2: Spies. It, it does feel, if something's going to pull a Bridge of Spies, it feels like that film. Leave it to Tom Hanks.
0: I, I think that Sully pops up with the Sound Design Awards. ACE maybe WGA, but I don't see it popping up in DGA and maybe PGA. So it's possible you're right. Uh, that could, that, that's another film that not a late breaking film. That was early in the year, but that film could have a resurgence. So what are we what is what are things looking like right now when it comes to WGA? I know we have a couple of ineligible screenplays right now.
1: Yeah, they're looking very strange because of those ineligibilities. (laughs) Yeah, you
2: ain't kidding. Zootopia, The Lobster, Florence Foster Jenkins are all ineligible. Mike, do you remember any other major ineligible films there? Uh, Did you say Lion? Lion is ineligible, yeah. And then, of course, Moonlight and Loving are still classified as original there, even though the Academy has classified them as adapted, so at least one slot in original is going to Moonlight for sure.
1: Absolutely. I think the original category, with the exception of uh, possibly The Lobster, is going to look uh, very similar to Oscar. You, I think if you swap out The Lobster for Moonlight, that's going to be the same as the Oscars. So what do you have getting in for... For original, I have Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. La La Land, mm-hmm. Moonlight... Yep. Heller High Water, Mm -hmm. and Captain Fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I have.
0: Uh, Adapted's more tricky, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, Adapted, I really have to dig deep, because even Loving is not going to be in the Adapted category.
2: There's a decent number still that can get in there, though. I mean, Arrival and Fences are basically guaranteed a spot.
1: Right. And then the last three, I mean, that's very hard to fill. I think Hacksaw Ridge will get in for the Oscar, like I've said a few oh, weeks ago.
2: For writing? I don't think Do, that screenplay gets nominated. I don't think it, deserves
1: it but I think it's going to hit with the branch. Don't ask me why, I just...
0: What about Witt Stillman for uh, Love and Friendship?
1: You know, I did consider him at first. I don't necessarily know his history with the Guild, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because that is a very deserving screenplay. Yeah, I, I could see that. I did not include it here. Instead of that, uh, after Hacksaw Ridge, I have Sully and Silence. What about Hidden Figures? Yeah, Hidden Figure was was another one. I think that might be more of an Oscar movie than a Guild movie.
0: I would take out uh, Hacksaw Ridge and I would put Hidden Figures in its place. I I think the love for that movie is going to be a little undeniable. I mean, I was in a theater watching this film with about, oh, I don't know, say 15 people. Uh, people were clapping cheering
3: because it's so good It's fine It's very fun. I think it's a very fun movie and very necessary right now
0: yeah I agree with all of that I just don't think it's the most. Wow that was amazing
3: no but kind in, of a film. in terms of like sheer entertainment value I've not been entertained like that wholesomely I guess it's, it's a bad word that I don't want to use but I think that it's appropriate like that in a while, so...
0: Well, for me, it's the blind side of this year. Um, that's oh, that's right. even. is it not better that's... than the blind side? Uh, well, you know what? Let me rephrase that, then I'll make another comparison. I think it's the saving Mr. Banks of this year.
2: So it's gonna dramatically underperform,
0: then? No, I think it's gonna do well uh, with audiences. It's tar- in terms of underperforming, you mean Oscar? Yeah. I think no matter what, I think it gets a low nomination count, but... There is a day where it gets into picture, supporting actress, adapted screenplay, and song. Um, but then there's also a day where it maybe gets just two nominations, you know, for supporting actress song. That's it. You know what I mean? So I don't expect it to be a huge nomination contender.
3: I love how Matt compared it to two of the whitest, like, most mansplaining movies I've, I've, and I love Saving yeah. Mr. Banks, but that's uh,
0: it's got the same kind of vibe when you watch it. As far as this is a very, very nicely presented, well-respectful, cookie-cutter, happy ending, true story with that nice. But neither polish. has
2: the social commentary. Yeah. The hidden, they're not. Neither is as relevant as this is,
0: and that's why I'm considering it for that adapted screenplay and Best Picture. Uh, contender right now but the thing that keeps on going making me go crazy when it comes to best picture is that i have to like get it out of my mind that even though i'm predicting 10 films we're really gonna get like eight or nine and then when you factor that in which films are you willing to sacrifice and leave off i mean already with 10 films it's hard to figure out what those 10 will necessarily be you know, but if you go any lower than that, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Could you imagine, like, if we had seven nominees? Like, what the hell are those seven nominees? I mean, you know? it could
1: happen. It could definitely happen. Well, I could even see it five.
0: No, oh, that ain't gonna happen. I've heard it's, like, mathematically impossible to have uh, five or ten exactly.
1: I mean, in reality, I think we are going to get eight at the end, like we've seen in the last couple of years. And uh, Hidden Figures, I do still have it in there. But it's probably going to be number eight.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, so, as far as uh, WGA goes, in terms of what wins, are we thinking Arrival and um, Manchester?
2: Uh, I think Fences could still take Adapted.
1: I don't know about Fences because it is exactly the play. It's yeah. nothing different. It's true, the but same exact words. But
3: I don't think you can you can deny the the power of August Wilson's words are still going to entrance them
1: it's almost like though and as deserving as it is are the voters of the wga going to reward something that was performed on stage over even though it's an adapted screenplay something that takes the material and does it a little bit differently rather than an exact carbon copy duplicate
3: but would they know that the material is exact i mean but well
0: all they have to do is start a whisper campaign saying oh yeah they basically copy and pasted the screenplay and the minute word of that gets around, it just uh, discredits the entire film
1: at that point.
2: Yeah, but like Hamlet in 96. Yeah, but
0: Hamlet also didn't win in 96. Fair. It got nominated, but it didn't win.
1: With the exception of just maybe like one scene, uh, I've read the play a couple years ago, so I could speak for both of them. It, it's 99% the same thing. Now, That's not to say it's bad. It's incredibly well written. But just think about how the guild works maybe they want to reward something that goes in a different direction i'm not sure i'm just thinking of different possibilities
0: i don't know i'm very very surprised that arrival has been overperforming with adapted screenplay w- wins amongst critics and also with uh critics choice award you know so i, I- i'm surprised I- i'd never expected it to you know do what it's doing which is why I'm gonna predict it for wGA now it, it definitely loses the Oscar. There's no way that moonlight's losing the Oscar in my opinion,
1: yeah, I don't think that's gonna lose
0: so I mean it's all just song and dance until we get to the big show, you know where it's gonna ultimately not matter in the end so the
2: the wga they need to you know all the other guilds don't care if you were created under guild rules. they need to go back to what they used to because at least as a I guess they don't care about prediction value, but they truly have rendered themselves irrelevant in this because this li- literally does not influence the race at all this year because things are so different. I, th- I think they're a good predictor sometimes, though, um, in
0: certain cases. Like I remember um, in 2009, they predicted that Mark Bull, uh would win for the Hurt Locker, which... Uh, a lot of people were little you know, going kind of back and forth on, but that like WGA win kind of solidified it um in a way. So th- there have been a couple instances where their pick um, it also can manage to throw us off. remember when Billy Ray won for uh, Captain Phillips? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember heading into that evening like, whoa, whoa, whoa
2: like, I don't understand. Like, it won WGA, ah, you know. Wasn't, it, it uh, wasn't 12 Years a Slave ineligible that year? It was because of
1: John Ridley.
2: Right. So, I mean, the only reason Phillips took that was just because its main competition wasn't even in play. Hence the point that, like, they're a terrible predictor.
0: In any event, though, uh, it's always fun. Uh, moving on. Next Sunday are the, uh, the Golden Globes, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Should be a fun time. I don't even know who's hosting this year
1: honestly. Isn't uh,
3: it Isn't it I Fallon?
1: Watch who's hosting that knucklehead. Oh, it's Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. No. Unfortunately.
0: Oh, come on, Michael, it'll be fun. Allow yourself to have fun and you'll have fun.
1: Trust I me. I would have fun if he didn't do that stunt in September.
3: Either way, the Globes will be the best because everybody's going to be drunk and probably telling him exactly what they think of him.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. I'm glad it's not Gervais again this year. Can you imagine how awkward it would be after all the jokes that Ricky Gervais has made at Mel Gibson's expense? I I
3: love Gervais as host because, you know what? I'm all for putting some people on blast and... (laughs) I miss He's, him he already.
0: He is brutal. <laughs> I, I, Ricky Gervais is one of the few people whose uh, introductory speeches and so on and so forth. I still kind of get a little bit of replay value out of every
1: now and then yeah. on YouTube. And Tina and Amy as well. I love them. I could watch them host until they're the end my of time.
3: favorite. Yeah, I wish they could host. Actually, I just wish more women hosted these shows in general. But conversation for another time. <laughs>
1: Yes. Hey guys, this is JD from the Incession Film Podcast. Every week on our show, you can join my co-host, Brendan and I, as we review the latest films that's out in theaters. It also inspires us to discuss a top three list of some sort, and we have a lot of other fun movie discussions as well. It's always a blast. And we also have a show on Fridays, called our extra film podcast this is a show that gives us the space to talk about the latest indies and art films and other classics that we normally just don't get to talk about on our main show you can find our podcast on itunes stitcher radio soundcloud TuneIn radio player fm and more in fact you can just see everything about us including our social medias at incessionfilm.com so join us every week we'd absolutely love to have you
0: Well, with that said, let's move over to uh, the categories. Let's lay down some of our predictions here. Uh, Let's start off with best original song. The nominees are Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, City of Stars, La La Land, Faith from Sing, Gold from Gold, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. Um, I know everybody's predicting City of Stars. I get it. But I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is such a superstar right now. And even though I don't predict he will win the Oscar, I think this is where he gets his quote-unquote moment. You know, the Hollywood foreign press love their stars. So I'm picking how far I'll go.
3: I did as well because I think much like I said with Oscar, they everybody loves LMM. So to get him up there, to give some sort of speech, to be awesome, I'm going with that.
1: You know what, though? It, that's a big Disney anthem. And we should also remember that in 2013, they did not give it to Let It Go. They gave it to U2 for the Nelson Mandela song. Mm. So I, I'm actually predicting City of Stars, but if there is an upset there, I would not be surprised to see Can't Stop That Feeling.
3: Ew.
1: Justin Timberlake. I there. don't think that I hate happen.
3: that song. That's one of the worst songs of the year. Even
1: remember, he's annoyed by that song. Madonna in 2012 for W.E. <laughs> I want to just
0: uh, reiterate that that. Um, that Let It Go was not written by someone that's as celebrity status as Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, that's true.
3: Hey, we don't we don't talk crap about the Andersons. That it's actually her name is actually Kristen Lopez, so we don't <laughs> talk crap about them. Cause it's effectively uh, me. Yeah,
2: I I think this is City of Stars. I'm taking the safe choice here. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I just. God help me, I am not predicting
0: a sweep this evening. Um, best original score. And this is where I think this will fall in line with the quote-unquote sweep. Uh, Arrival, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight. It's got to be La La Land, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. But let me ask you really quickly, while we're on the subject, Hidden Figures got in here, and I know Matt and Kristen, you have seen it. Any chance it gets in at Oscars for score? I was wondering that, too. I don't think so.
0: I
3: don't think so. I don't think the score... The score is very odd. I think the songs they use are very odd. Um, So I I just, I don't think it's going to be something that they'll latch on to.
0: All right. Okay. Best foreign language film, Divines, L,
3: Neruda,
0: The Salesman, Tony Erdman.
3: Anything that doesn't end in L will make me happy. Uh, I think it's
1: Tony Erdman, but they tend to go their own route sometimes.
0: Yeah, I'm a little perplexed on this one because, I mean... I didn't expect L to win the Critics' Choice,
2: so... I think now they're all going to fall in line, though, now that it's ineligible. I just kind of think that even if it's subconsciously, once a film like that is out of contention, you stop seeing as many wins for it. I, I, I think Tony Erdman is kind of the default front runner. If it doesn't win, I think Naruda's going to take it.
3: I was going to say, there's a lot of growing appeal for Naruda because that's also Pablo Lorraine, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, if.
3: so I think I don't know if the, at all if I'm talking out of my ass, but you know, if Jackie doesn't make a big showing come come Oscar night or anything like that, maybe there's a cha- there's a world where they want to give Lorraine something and they give him that.
0: They won't, though, because is not eligible for well, I'm the think, I'm English thinking Oscar. here
3: for, for Globe, so possibly. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I keep going back to it. So I'm going to be unconventional and say that's where my money is, but I, I'm i probably wrong.
0: Um, I'm going to just stick with L, even though my mind is saying go with Erdman, um, because if I'm right, I will beat you guys in predictions. Huh. Fair enough. All right. Best animated film, Kubo and the Two Strings. Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, Sing, and Zootopia. Zootopia. I feel like Zootopia is a very American film. So I'm not 100% sure. I'm wondering if this could be Kubo. I've um,
3: always touted Kubo. I think that people are noticing that that's the more, what not, I don't want to say better made, but the more complexly made film with stop motion, so I I have my money on Kubo.
1: Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna pick Kubo. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Zootopia, but I totally understand where you're coming from with Kubo. That's a very close number two.
3: Uh, They
2: almost never don't go with the best best animated Oscar frontrunner. I think the only times they didn't were with uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, because that was just a surprise for everyone, and The Adventures of Tintin, because it wasn't nominated ultimately. Like, They don't really like to seem... They don't seem like they like to do their own thing in this category. As much as I would like it to be Kubo, I think it's Zootopia.
0: All right. uh, On to what I think is the hardest category of the evening. Best screenplay. Hell or High Water, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, and Nocturnal Animals.
1: You think that's difficult?
0: I do, and I say this because... Every time I feel like I've got the best screenplay category pegged down, either they end up picking the number two pick or they end up doing something completely out of
1: left field
2: like, like Aaron Steve Sorkin Jobs.
1: for Steve Jobs. Exactly. Oh, that's right. He did win for that. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot.
2: Here's the trend I've noticed. We're going to pretend 2015 didn't happen because that I have no idea how and why that happened with Steve because Jobs. Because Steve Jobs is freaking amazing. Besides yeah. that though, um they almost never give screenplay to the same film that they give picture to. So I think in the dra- I think it is one of the two drama fi- drama picture frontrunners, Moonlight and Manchester, that takes this category. And whichever film that takes this category is probably not gonna be the one that also takes picture. I guess this is a spoiler. I am predicting Moonlight to take picture from these guys, so I think Manchester takes screenplay.
0: With that logic, I'm going to follow through with that, with that as well, and I'm going to pick Manchester here.
1: I'm also picking Manchester, but I guess we'll talk a little later when we get to Best Picture.
3: I'm going Manchester as well, just because y'all sound like you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Viola Davis for Fences. Viola Davis for Fences... <laughs> Viola Davis for Fences. Yep,
3: pretty
0: much. (laughs) Um, All right, just so that it's not a disservice to the other ladies, Naomi Harrison, Moonlight, Nicole Kidman in line, Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures, Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Say it with me, everybody.
2: Viola Davis for Fences. Fences. Yep. Category fraud. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who say it is, and then equally many people who say it's completely not category fraud. It's
1: not Rooney Mara-level category fraud. But it would have been a winning lead also.
0: I don't know about the winning lead. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Hmm. Either way, she's going to win. It's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, regardless of where she is, this is hers.
0: Best Supporting Actor. Um, I don't think this is as sewn up as we all think. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Simon Helberg for Florence Foster Jenkins. Dev Patel for Lion and Aaron Taylor-Johnson for Nocturnal Animals. God,
3: I wish there was a world where Aaron Taylor-Johnson would win.
1: This is going to be very telling, because I do have Mahershala picked as the winner here, but I've said it a few months ago, and I'm really starting to sense it even more now, that there could be a Jeff Bridges resurgence in some way.
0: He's winning a lot more um, than I ever thought he would in terms of even the critics awards. Um, now granted Mahershala Ali's won like almost everything but Jeff Bridges is number two behind him. I mean uh, Mahershala Ali has won how many are we looking at here? We're looking at 23 individual critics awards including critics choice. Jeff Bridges has five which is more than anybody else below him That and they have uh, two.
2: So I think, I honestly think, because the Globes love their stars, even if Bridges wins here, it doesn't ultimately mean that much. And also because Hugh Grant is not in play in this category. Mm-hmm. I agree I think it could happen, but not because Bridges is going to be the surprise winner. I Ali is in too popular of a film, and there is too much of a narrative going for him, for him not to go on to win the Oscar. But I do agree with you that I could see Bridges win here.
0: With that said, I'm going to pick Mahershala Ali then.
3: I'm going to concur that statement. I'm still sticking with him until otherwise.
0: So we we all got Ali. Yeah. All right. Best Actress Comedy Musical. Annette Benning, 20th Century Women. Lily Collins, Rules Don't Apply. Haley Steinfeld, The Edge of 17. Emma Stone for La La Land. And Meryl Streep for Florence Foster
2: Jenkins. I mean, this is obvious, right? It's Lily Collins. (laughs) (laughs) I,
3: I, I, you know, we were, we've been talking, (laughs) we've been talking about stars and how the globes, especially, I mean, like it or not, they're fame whores, essentially. So is there, I'm the only, I don't know if maybe I'm completely crazy, but. I'm I'm leaning towards Street because they're gonna want to bring no. her up.
1: She's winning the I, Cecil B. DeMille that same
2: she, night. Uh, right? I, she's you know, not gonna win. This.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I I I feel like that could be some sort of really rogue decision.
2: I think Stone has this in the bag. I mean, I think if she does not win here, you know, obviously there's no voter at overlap between the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Oscars. But if she loses a big televised award like this. I will probably after the critic's choice which she lost to Portman too, I will probably start predicting Natalie as the front runner just because that's two big ones in a row, but no, I think Stone has this in the bag until then. I I don't think it's in the bag.
0: Something deep down in me is thinking that this could be a career win for Annette Benning. Okay. But, but I'm going with the safe bet, and I'm gonna pick Emma Stone for La La Land as well.
1: But Matt Benning also has Golden Globes.
0: I understand it's that. Not like she hasn't I
1: hasn't won before.
0: I, I completely understand that. But I, along with other people that have seen the film, think that this is probably her best performance. And if she won for those other performances, she could certainly win again. Um. I mean, if I was picking these awards, I would give it to Haley Steinfeld for The Edge of Seventeen. Yes.
3: Yeah. So much I yes. think
0: she's remarkable in that film. But Emma Stone, La La Land. Here comes the other category that uh, I'm not so sure is exactly sewn up. Best Actor Comedy Musical, Colin Farrell for The Lobster, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Hugh Grant, Florence Foster Jenkins, Jonah Hill for War Dogs, and Ryan Reynolds for
1: Deadpool. Um, I could totally see them going for Ryan Reynolds. I
0: I, I was going to just say, Michael, I'm very, very sorry, but I am going to pick Ryan Reynolds over Ryan Gosling
1: here. It makes sense. This is the same group that gave the award to The Hangover a
2: few years ago in Best Picture. And Downey won for Sherlock Holmes. And don't forget,
0: um, Satra Bar and Cohen winning for Borat.
3: But if they're going for the audacious, like, garish, douchey performance, wouldn't that say that there's an equal standing to Jonah Hill winning?
2: No. That film
3: is. Oh, it's awful. I'm just saying. I mean, if. No, but
2: Deadpool has good reviews and made a lot of money. Like, I I feel like that gives it an upper leg over War Dogs. And they already know, they have to all
0: know that La La Land is going to win something somewhere. You know what I mean? Is no
2: one saying Hugh Grant? Does no one think Hugh Grant can. That
3: was another one. That was another one I was thinking of.
2: I I'm glad Kristen, you're backing me up on this. I am gonna predict Hugh Grant oh yeah. and if he doesn't take it, then it's gosling. but I Re- Reynolds is my number three. so I'm going out on a limb here. So if he does win, you know I'll, I'll get to feel good about myself for a prediction tally. But I am going for Hugh Grant.
1: I'm gonna go with Ryan Reynolds, I think against my better judgment. I'm gonna stick with him.
0: I'm picking Ryan Reynolds I'm as gonna well. go
3: with with Mike.
0: And pick Ryan Reynolds.
3: Uh, no, I'm gonna go and pick uh, pick Hugh Grant. Oh, that was me. Oh well, excuse me. Sorry, I totally blanked on names <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I'm going with Will. I'm gonna go with Will and be unconventional. I'm just, I'm totally just like I'm so proud throwing darts at a board here. <laughs>
1: now, what if all be wrong and it goes to Colin Farrell
3: or Jonah Hill? And I'm gonna be all, see, I told you.
0: Dear no, God, no way does Jonah Hill win for War Dogs, but Ryan Gosling <laughs> win, and we could all obviously get this wrong, and everybody looks at us like, it was so obvious. How come you guys, it's because we overthought it, okay? We overfunk it. Alright, best actress in a drama. Amy Adams for Arrival, Jessica Chastain, Miss Sloan, Isabel Huppert for Elle, Ruf Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie. Come on. I, I, I know, I, I know, I know, I, I just, hu- humor me for a minute here, humor me. There is a world where Isabelle Huppert
2: wins for L. Am I right or am I wrong here? A very small, distant world. It's It's like a world on the other side of the galaxy, which is to say it's a very unlikely world.
0: Natalie Portman for Jackie. Portman, yeah. yeah. Best actor in a drama. This is it, guys. This is where... This is where it's either going to be status quo or the tide's going to turn. Best, uh, best actor in a drama, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Joel Egerton for Loving. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. Or Denzel Washington for
1: Fences. A coin flip. It's really just a coin flip here. Are you
0: doing that right now? Or are you flipping a coin?
1: No, I mean, I'm just saying in theory that's what it's going to be. Oh. A- at the end... I think, I think, I think, and I can't stress that enough, it's going to be Casey. But again, it's 50-50.
0: So I'm picking Casey. I think that Denzel still wins SAG.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, this, this was tough, but I do... This feels kind of like 2008 with Mickey Work and The Wrestler where the Globes ultimately went with the loser and Rourke won his last big award here, I think Casey will still take this. I do too. But that Denzel
1: wins from there on out. That's a really good comparison, the 2008 Best Actor race.
0: I know. Him and uh, Sean Penn, it was just constant back and forth. They they were equal in critics' wins. Uh, Sean Penn won... Critics' Choice in SAG, and Rourke won Golden Globe in BAFTA.
1: Right, and it's not like 2014, because those two performances, as, as acclaimed as they were, one of them was the obvious critic starling.
0: As far and, uh, as... Uh, Michael Keaton. Ke- Ke- oh yeah, Eddie Keaton running. was definitely the critic darling that year, for sure.
1: Right, and here are two performances that are sort of both critics' movies. Even though Casey has gotten the wins, Denzel is right up there in terms of notices.
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, between – it all depends on your perception of acting of who you think gives the better performance here Um, because Casey's is very internalized. And it's one of the best internalized performances I've ever seen anyone give as far as just the amount of emotion that he is conveying and also restricting from the audience. It's it's staggering. Uh, But Denzel is – flashy, showboat, it's a powerhouse performance.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I saw both Fences and Manchester back-to-back this week. It Mm -hmm. was my second time seeing Manchester and my first time seeing Fences. And they are just both so extraordinary. It's next to each other. Casey is just, like you said, restrained and has everything within him. And any other year, I would like hand him the Oscar in an instant. But Denzel in Fences, I think, was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen.
0: I think it's his best performance of his career. And on, I and I know Christine, uh, not Christine. I know Kristen <laughs> disagrees with me uh, on
2: that, but I think it's his best. I wish I could contribute. I'm hoping to see the film this weekend, but I yeah, I think from everything I've heard, it's gonna beat a boy Casey. And, and then also, I mean, honestly, I think something that will continue to haunt Casey Affleck should he become the undeniable frontrunner is I think his past with allegations of sexual harassment will come back up once again. They've popped up here and there. But if he wins, let's say he wins the Globe and then he wins SAG um, – I think we'll start seeing those issues receive coverage in a major way. For the record, he's not going to win SAG. Yeah, Denzel's, I mean, Denzel is a SAG type of
3: to I'm going to disagree with Will on that. People know they've been posting it all over for the last, like, three months. Nobody gives a shit, unfortunately. And if Mel Gibson can be nominated, knowing what we know on videotape he did, nobody cares. We don't care. If Trump and that's could that's be very un- exactly. It's a very unfortunate part of our society, but people don't care.
0: I mean, all uh, you know, and I know the comparison's going to be made right now to uh, Nate Parker. All Nate Parker had to do was handle that situ- situation well, and same thing probably could have happened for him, but he didn't handle it well, and they crucified him he,
2: for it. He was also less established than Casey Affleck and Mel Gibson yeah. in the industry too. I mean, they both have.
3: They have great they PR teams who were able to in downplay. previous Oscar
2: nominations to their names and they've made a lot of money for other people, so.
0: Yeah, so I think we need to honestly like you know, get off of this and understand full well that this is just a classic example of the critics really went to bat for Affleck. The Golden Globes might also do the same. It also depends on which movie they love more, you know, because you also gotta remember this too. Denzel Washington, as good as he is in Fences, he's not a likable character. And Casey Affleck is very likable because you feel for I just that. can't
3: believe we're going to have Mel Gibson and Casey Affleck in one room together. And thank God we don't have Ricky Gervais because, <laughs> oh, the, oh, the comments he could have made. <laughs> yep.
0: It is true. All right, we're gonna move off and that. We're gonna move over to Dear Mel himself, best director, <laughs> Damien Chazelle for La La Land, Tom Ford Nocturnal Animals, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea.
2: I think Chazelle wins.
3: How Giselle. much uh, cologne did Tom Ford send out? Because that might seal the deal for him.
0: Too much. Apparently, that's why they couldn't accept it. Um, <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with Chazelle. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I guess I yeah I'm gonna go with Chazelle. It's it's a safe bet, and I I don't as much as I would like to say someone like Jenkins. I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, Jenkins' chance was a Critics' Choice, and if he couldn't make it there, I don't think he'll be able to make it anywhere else. Personally, Best Comedy Musical: Twentieth Century Women, Deadpool, La La Land, Florence Foster Jenkins, Sing Street, La La Land.
2: Yeah. Of course, La La Land. This category
1: is invented for one movie. La, La Land is why this category exists.
0: Yeah, that is very true. Um, there's no denying it. It's undeniable. That's why we're moving over to best drama, where I feel like we're all going to have a different opinion here. Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, or Moonlight? Michael. Yes. Why don't you tell
1: everybody what you've been thinking lately? So I think Manchester by the Sea is going to win the Best Picture Drama at the Globes. And that will sort of kick off something we saw in 2012 also. Even though Manchester didn't win the Critics' Choice like Argo did, when it won at the Golden Globes, it sort of started off this trend of like coming out as the Best Picture Frontrunner. And even though La La Land is going to win in musical or comedy... I think we could possibly start to see a shift in the tide here. Golden Globe goes for a lot of family dramas. They pick The Descendants, Ordinary People, you know, a lot of films like that, Boyhood. And if Moonlight is a little too uh, American-centric for them, Manchester, even though it is very much an American film, has themes that could relate throughout. Different cultures. <laughs>
2: So, I mean, you're not alone. I know that as of this week, Clayton Davis and I guess all of Awards Circuit, Sasha Stone and Awards Daily, and then Ann Thompson of IndieWire have all switched over to the Manchester by the Sea boat. I still don't see it becoming our frontrunner. I think it could feasibly take the globe here. I am predicting Moonlight, but I just want to say, as we start seeing people jump ship on the La La Land predictions, I personally would prefer Moonlight or Manchester to win. I think they're both more deserving films. But I think overall, La La Land is going to be that consensus well-liked by everybody pick that gets lots of both passion votes and twos and threes in the ballots. And unless it's... Controversy continues to pick up steam in a major way. I don't see it. I don't see it losing. So I think. I think Moonlight goes here. Just be, goes here at the Globes. They love to spread the wealth, and I think Manchester is still firmly in third place overall.
0: I want to point something out really quick. Let's assume Moonlight wins SAG Ensemble. Let's assume Manchester wins the Globe. And then let's assume that La La Land loses PGA to one of those two, but yet La La Land wins DGA. It's last year all over again, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's not what we naturally assume, because remember last year, early on in the season, we were predicting spotlight. Mm-hmm. And then the guild started happening... Big Short wins PGA, and you know uh, Revenant starts winning at Golden Globe and DGA, and it's like, well, what the hell is going on now? So this year may not be as swept up as we all think, and I'm just wondering right now, what do you guys have as in your opinion, the, you know, the number two to La La Land? Because I think we're all predicting La La Land to win the Oscar. Am I right? I'm not. Holy
1: shit, you're not fully?
0: No, he you, told
2: you... us. He's, he's off that ship.
1: I'm on the Manchester ship now. Wow. You know, I saw La La Land again this week, and I certainly think it's up there. But as a musical fan, let me tell you, I did not love it nearly as much the second time around.
3: Yeah, I rewatched it this week, and it's not a second-view um, success. <laughs> La Land has baggage.
2: It, it has baggage that Manchester and Moonlight do not have. You know, it has the awkwardness of the white man saves jazz trope. You know, it, it is, it doesn't necessarily have the support of the actors that Manchester and Moonlight will have, um, just because it doesn't have a big cast and it probably will not have as much of the support of the writers just because its screenplay has been the subject of some criticism. I think it'll be a very well liked film overall but I it, it, there there are things acting against it it is not impossible that it loses at this stage and Manchester and Moonlight benefits from a great narrative and I can, I can see very few people hating Manchester and ranking it low on their ballots, like probably happened with The Revenant last year, I would say. Whereas
1: La La Land, as enjoyable as people will find it, even fans of the musical who were all banking on to vote for it, fans of musicals could find a lot to dislike here because it's not a totally genuine musical. It's sort of winking its eye a lot of the time.
2: The backlash against La La Land is strong. I mean, any film, that it is dangerous to be a Best Picture frontrunner for a long time. I think the best thing that happened to Spotlight last year was losing the PGA, because you were definitely starting to see Spotlight fatigue set in, because it pretty well swept the critics' awards, and then all of a sudden it became an unpredictable race. I mean... If you are the, and I think that's kind of what hurt Boyhood. It was, you know, written in as the best picture frontrunner for months, and that's, you know, of course, if you're an undeniable frontrunner, people are going to hold you to a very high standard. I've seen a lot of anti La La Land think pieces floating around in the last couple of weeks, so. It, and it's, it's interesting because in when
0: I when it first released, I thought La La Land was one of those, you you can't possibly hate it movies. You know, that's the way people made it made it sound like it, that it was virtually impossible to dislike this movie. And I know some I know people a couple who really of people, it. Uh, well, I haven't met anybody that hates it yet, but I know a lot of people that have seen it and they've been underwhelmed because of the overhype that has carried through with it.
2: And that's what happened with Boyhood. You know, like you, you get these just best of the decade reviews from some groups and stuff and Sasha Stone tweeting that it's immune to overhype and stuff. And people expect something great. And it's an entertaining film, but I think most would argue it's not anything groundbreaking. And that that's a dangerous spot to be in.
0: Just out of curiosity, Manchester, Moonlight, La La Land. Forget about what will win. What would you like to have win?
2: Manchester's my current favorite film of the year, so I would like Manchester to win. I think Moonlight would be a really cool winner just because it would be so unorthodox uh, as far as what the Academy goes for, and it would also be interesting to have a film featuring and made by people of color that isn't a quote-unquote issue movie, Is just a narrative about life also win. Um, so I think either of those would be really cool cool winners i would prefer moonlight just because i would love to just give a big fuck
0: you uh to society after electing donald trump as president (laughs) just a gay black movie (laughs) it just i i think that that's uh the kind of film that america needs right now so michael Kristen, what do you guys think
3: um, in terms of in terms of what there was multiple questions that were of those out there.
0: three, La La Land, Manchester, Moonlight. Which of those three would you like uh, to win the Oscar?
3: Um, having not seen Moonlight, I I'm gonna go with that by default because I've seen La La Land, I've seen Manchester, and everybody knows I'm kind of like met on Manchester, and La La Land is good. But I mean, yeah, I, I'd have to go with Moonlight because I think there's more cause for interest in trying to kind of break down barriers more than with the other two. In a perfect world, I wish Nocturnal Animals would win everything, but it's not, so.
1: (laughs) And Michael? Manchester by far. That's my favorite of the three, and it's uh, right up there with my favorite of the year.
2: So you were asking, in a world where everything splits, which wins? I also think that you go with the actors, because that's what Spotlight showed us. But I just realized you didn't get get to say which one you'd prefer to win, so back to you.
0: Oh, um, no, 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 it's not a matter of that. Um, I think you bring up something interesting about the actors, in which case, um, I will say this. If Manchester by the Sea wins SAG, um, I will definitely start singing a different tune. But I think it's
1: going to be Moonlight. I don't think Manchester wins SAG, and I don't think Moonlight wins either.
2: You you think Fences? I do. I think it's between Fences and Moonlight for SAG with Moonlight taking it just because I think it's going to be, even if not overall, the better acted film overall, uh, which it may be. I haven't seen it. Or it may be the better acted film overall. It's not going to be the more beloved film overall. I think Moonlight is going to be just really well-liked by the actors. And even though Fences is a true ensemble acting powerhouse from what I've heard, you know, at the end of the day, people vote for the film. They like the most, hence Slumdog and Argo winning that category in the past.
0: Yeah, e- exactly. So uh, that's why I'm sticking with Moonlight. Although I do think Vince has uh, some of the best acting I've seen in a film all year this year. So all right, with that said, Michael, where can they find you on the Internet?
1: You can find me over on Twitter at Mike Movie. Kristen Lopez.
3: I am on Twitter at journeys underscore film
0: and Will Mavity.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Mavericks Movies.
0: And you could find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. Feel free to drop us a review on iTunes, where you can also subscribe to us there, SoundCloud, Stitcher, tune in google play player fm we really really appreciate everything that you have done for us throughout 2016 and hope you will continue to join us as we celebrate this year in film we will see you all next time